Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another visitor. Stay a while. Stay forever. This is The Boop Show, episode 253. It's Monday, July 20th. It's 2020. Hold on. Brian's got like a steering what? wheel. What's the steering wheel about? Tell me more. Oh, oh, hi. Oh, um, yeah, I'm playing with my new steering wheel. It is uh, the Mario Kart uh, steering wheel. So it's uh, for the Wii it's or all... the Switch, rather. You got a Switch. It is, it is for the Switch and uh, it's, it's Mario colored and it plugs right in and it allows me to play my Mario Kart 8 like a crazy person. Well, let me ask you this. Is the wheel yes. the wheel has slots that you put your two uh things in? What are they called? Uh, Joy-Cons. No, this is a real wheel. It's got like brakes and a gas pedal and it mounts to a desk and it's got little rudder things on it that I'm clicking right now, which are really annoying. Yeah, those are called Oh, they used the I I drove a Ferrari once, it wasn't mine. <laughs> Yeah, they're um, like shifting. Yeah, that's how you shift. Something. It's uh, the steering shift gear, gear shifter thing. Yeah, paddles, paddles, I guess. Paddles. Yeah, uh, very cool. It's dude. pretty sweet. Is no, there's no force feedback or anything, but we got it a pretty decent steal, a good price, and uh, I've been pretty satisfied with it so far. It's really brought my um, uh, my Mario Kart. Uh, it's really taken it to the next level. Next level Mario Kart. I've actually been I'll tell you, man. I've had I've had uh, steering wheels before for different games, and unless you really uh, invest the time into a proper setup at yeah. your desk, these things are just in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They They're tend terrible. to be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's but like I got a good I got a good setup right here. It's on, it's on the side. It's out of the way. You know, it's it's, it's I'm, I'm happy. It's with like tethered VR with the stupid towers you got to have around. Yeah, you yeah. just you do it once and you're thrilled with it, and then you got to move it, and then you just don't want to ever touch it again because it's a pain in the ass. Yep, that's what I, I said. I worked, I worked over the weekend while I was at the, on the quarantine and and stuffed myself up a right. nice little desk mm-hmm. so that it would be independent and it would uh, it would have its own little area and it's just out of the way. And when I want to play, I just come over here and pop down and go go. Wait, does it feel good? Oh, like, how's it oh. feel? Does it feel it good? does feel good. But like I said, there's no force feedback. And at first, I was kind of like, I don't know. Do I want one without force feedback? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. do because you? force feedback's fun. But, you know, after you really race for a while. Put the Joy-Con in your pants. You'll be fine. Yeah, put your Joy-Con in your pants. Yeah, put, you, put your Joy-Con in your pants. You'll feel all the vibration you need. All right. Well, there you go. Good vibration. <laughs> that brings us to this. All right. Speaking of Nintendo, I should probably get this out of the way just because I'm not actually going to review it too heavily today but i do want to mention that i'm fairly well i don't know how deep i am but i'm deep ish into super mario paper sorry super paper mario the origami king and uh so far i really like it except the combat kind of sucks it's like this kind of repetitive puzzly thing and i don't love it um it makes me want to sort of avoid combat in the game which i don't think you're supposed to feel that way so I need some more time with it there apparently things get real interesting later on in terms of uh, some of those mechanics but the outside world's amazing. It's very cool so far. I like it. I'll talk more about it in the future. But Super Paper Mario, the Origami King. I will say this. The art is amazing. I love it. Yeah. It's very, very cool. I, I always love the look of the Paper Mario games. Yeah, it's all always a lot of fun. All of them. Thousand Year Door was the best of the series so far. I still think that's true. But this looks the best compared to anything I've seen them do. It just looks amazing. So anyway... I'll talk more about it as uh, the days go by. Instead, today I'm going to talk to you about an, a small indie game just released on Steam in early access. In fact, released on the Teeny 26th tiny. of June. Uh, no, July. Sorry. 26th of July. And that game is Dead Age 2. Dead Age 2? Dead Age. Dead. One, one word. Dead. Oh, oh, so it's not Dead Age. No. Dead Age oh. 2. See? Uh-huh. 
this is a game by the developer uh, Silent Dreams. It's published by a company called Heads Up Games. Heads up. Heads up. Yo. Um, it's on PC. It's on Steam currently. And like I said, I got it on the 16th. I was actually offered a code for this. Uh, so big thanks to Silent Dreams for the code. Uh, currently on Steam for $16.19. One would assume this is one of those that jumps up to 19 when it comes out of early access. But basically, it's, uh, you know, a walking dead kind of undead zombie game. But <laughs> it's, a turn, it's a turn-based <laughs> strategy game. So a turn-based, um, not strategy, turn-based RPG. Right. Oh, there you go. So you uh, think of a Japanese RPG. Uh, those seeing it on the screen, you're you're going to get this right away. But I'm, I'm watching the screen as well, and I just saw a uh, a torso zombie yep. uh, come crawling up to your character. I'm assuming that he's the the torso zombie, and you're the uh, guy with the shotgun. Yeah, you're the dude with the shotgun. You. Oh man, I would I would almost rather play it if I was the the torso zombie. But right. Um, but anyway, the torso zombie, which was just now dispatched with that guy or by that guy with the shotgun. Uh, he is just one of the archetypes of enemies that you will uh, potentially run into during your time in the ground game. zombie. Ground zombie, sure, why not? Yeah, uh, it is a turn-based RPG in the sense that you have like a crew. Although right now it's just showing the one guy, but you've got usually a crew of four or five of you, and you'll come across some undead armies uh, that it might include a couple of dudes like that on the floor, and then one guy standing up, and one guy's got a weapon or whatever. Just different kind of zombie archetypes. Wait, wait, wait. The zombie has weapons. Sometimes, yeah. Do you ever see that? I don't George, like that. that George Miller movie. Um, oh, it was the Land of the Dead? I think Land of the Dead. That sounds right. This may have been the last one he did before he died. I'm not sure if it was called Land of the Dead, but in Land of the Dead, a couple of zombies figured out how to pick up axes and stuff, <laughs> and use. See, them. I'm I'm okay with axes. It's yeah. when you start getting into you know triggers and other things. It's I don't like, remember if they use guns in that movie or not. I have to, I have to go look at it. Dennis George Hopper Romero, not Miller, says J.C. Oh, I meant Romero. Mark, I said Miller because George Miller's the greatest filmmaker of all time and I screwed him up the name. Sorry. George no. Romero. Romero. Uh, George Miller, of course, the auteur who brought us Mad Max, Mad Max, Mad Fury Max. Road, uh, Mad Max. Oh, I'm going to give you the order that they're best. Okay. Mad Max, Fury Road, number one. <laughs> Road Warrior, number two. What have you done? Number three, I'm going to give to the original Mad Max, and number four, I'll give to Thunderdome. So there you go. Anyway, the point is, uh, you you pick abilities, you know, kind of Japanese RPG style, kind of JRPG in a weird way. You got these abilities, you have certain weapons, you take your turn to do them, you think strategically and say, well, if I heal this guy and then let him do the thing with the club, then that probably means he'll live longer, and, and uh, oh no, I've been bloodied by this floor zombie, so now I need to, you know move back and take a defensive stance, which you can do and take less damage when they come to fight you and stuff. It's got so everything it's, it's I a, like in it. It's a, it's a thinking man's zombie game. I, I guess so. I mean, it's really just a, it's another, how do I put this? It's a, it's a turn-based RPG set in a zombie world. That's really yeah, the best way yeah, I can put it. it. There's a millions of these kinds of games, obviously this one, just in this particular setting. Now it's based, uh, well, not based. It's the sequel to the first one, which I played a little bit back in the day. And the only thing I didn't like about that game was I thought the art style was garbage. Right. And I really disliked it. It made it very hard for me to play because I like a nice, I don't know, I just like good art in my video games, no matter what kind of presentation it is. If it's 2D, 3D, animated, still images, doesn't matter. Good art is good art. I like to see good art. Here's what I'm going to tell you. But The, the old but game had terrible art. The new game has terrible art. <laughs> um, it's it's a little better graphically. Like the actual world that you're that the gameplay occurs in looks better than right. it did before. Um, nothing is anim- it mostly the uh, the Comic Sans font that's killing you. Is that the I also problem, I also maybe? hate that they used a Comic Sans font. I hate it. Or it's not Comic right. Sans, but it's some kind of comic font. Comic fonts yeah, belong is. in uh, comics. Maybe not by Comic the way. Sans, but I've, I've definitely seen this font in uh, on web comics. It oh yeah, for web sure. Comic font. Sure, sure. And people use it a lot, and that's where it belongs. A web comic needs a good font. That's where web comic fonts belong in a web com- or a comic. Just a comic, all right. A comic book, maybe a comic strip. That's all great. The environments look okay, although they act like birds are everywhere. It's almost like a, the sequel to the oh, birds. There's birds every freaking place wherever you go. Uh, I like the look of the environments just fine, but I think the animation on the zombies, like, look at these two guys in sync here in the back. Going I from. love how they have taken 
uh, like a, a a stance, a form, a form. They have formed a defensive stance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's weird. It's like they got ground zombies for a shield, yep. and then you got these twinsy zombies in the back with some crowbars. That was, that was actually that's, I think they're crowbars, are they? Yeah, yeah they're crowbars. crowbars. Bloody crowbars. And those guys are tanky. They they have abilities to to spruce up your your team or whatever. Spruce up your team. Um, <laughs> your zombie team, <laughs> and then you're just supposed to do what you can with the stuff you scavenge and the bullets you have left, and you know, the guns and the weapons you have. Um, I think so is again, there, is there any is there any like uh, hint that the the zombie apocalypse came about because of some kind of bird flu? I mean, is that why there's so well, many birds that are? You know what? That's a great question because they don't get into it. <laughs> But I'm starting right. to wonder if it's the birds because there's so damn many birds. Right. They're everywhere. Birds are everywhere in this in this thing. Uh, but they don't actually play the gameplay at all. So I don't know. It's just all window dressing. But anyway, it's an okay looking game in the gameplay department. It is really ugly in every other way. The portrait art is like your stoner friend in detention with a knife on his it desk really quality. Does. It's just really bad. Uh, it's like what Steven looks like. The looks art, just like this. <laughs> the item art is not great. Um, it just needs some some work. It's in early access, so who knows? They may just completely okay. change the world there that way. I think also the animation could use a little cleanup. It's nitpicky. Um, I just I just don't think it's going to be worth the twenty bucks they'll eventually charge for it if they don't polish Dead this Age up. Two, right? Dead Age Two, yeah, yeah. Or as you say, Dead Age, but Dead Age, Dead Age Two, yeah. Dead Age is the correct answer. Uh, and available now on Steam. So check it out. Uh, the first game, I guess, was successful enough. They had an 84% very positive rating on Metacritic. So this is their follow-up to that. And so far, the reviews on Steam aren't great. But I think, again, it's early. <laughs> it's early. Um, they claim they were inspired by Darkest Dungeon, Fallout 1 and 2, This War of Mine, and The Walking Dead. Those are their uh, their, their uh, things. And they, they, they call this a mix of role-playing, roguelike, fast turn-based combat, and survival all in one. It is it is that. That's a good description. Right. If that sounds good to you, they'll have your back. I think it's going to take a little bit of tweaking to get me more stoked about it, but we'll see. I would, so far the only things I really saw like like you said was was this like cosmetic things that could fix that. How was the uh how was the was there any voice narration? I know I noticed there was a lot of reading. Yeah, there's some was voice there any- and it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. So you can tell they've got some work to do. Then. They've got someone's cousin at home recording on audacity and then sending a file over. Like, it's just not, we're too, it's either too early or they just, that will never be better. And maybe it adds to the kind of gritty thing that's going on in this game. But I like my zombie games to feel authentic and the, and the art and the UI and other stuff just kind of don't do it any favors right now. So, right. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, more, more on that later. Brian, tell me about, uh, oh, I have monster. Didn't I talk about Monster Train? I thought I did. On the I don't show. think you talked about Monster Train. Did we talked about talking about Monster Train, mm-hmm. but we never actually talked about Monster Train. Hmm. I talked about uh, just a mention at one point in time because I hadn't played it because I couldn't stream it because my setup wasn't there yet. Uh, I'm pretty sure you never talked about Monster Train. Chat room will correct me if I am wrong, but Monster Train is a game on PC. Oh, Steam. I know what it was. You know what it was back on 247. Right. Uh, episode 247, Sean Beef, New Jersey, recommended it. Um, oh, did he? Yeah. And so I was, that's, maybe well, that's why I'm thinking we had talked about it before. But um. I received this as a review copy from Shiny Shoe and uh, published by Good Shepherd Entertainment. It came out May the 21st this year. Uh, and it takes about an hour and a half to 34 hours to beat. Holy Moses. Well, that's just a, that's because that's because it's a roguelike deck builder. You can play it as many times. It's as you exactly want. what it is. It's yeah. a roguelike hill bu- uh, deck builder. It, it's all based in hell. <laughs> so uh, you're on your you're on your train to hell, right? Yeah. And uh, you and your demon crew, you're all uh, trying to uh, trying to protect the pyre. Yeah. You got to protect the pyre By because the, the, just try, small note. You don't have to do anything about it because I'll find another one. But that uh, video you linked is it says not available. This video. It says not available, yeah. then I guess you better pull up another video I sure will. with the Monster Train because it's a good-looking game. Mm. Uh, the animations are, uh, you know, they're kind of like the bouncy animation that you would expect. Just a couple of characters standing there kind of bouncing, but it all takes place on this Hell Train. Uh, your Hell Train, you're trying to uh, go down the track and trying to avoid the angels who are out to destroy what's left of your pyre. 
and as you do, you encounter these, and this is where the deck building and the the battle comes into play. Uh, your train has one, two, three, four. No, it says has three levels or three lanes essentially, and then a fourth level uh, where your pyre exists. You'll be placing your characters or your cards as you draw them, your creature cards. You'll be placing them on the levels that you decide. Uh, the enemy always comes in generally from the bottom uh, lane, and they go up to your pyre. So you get a, you got a chance to stop them. Uh, there are some angels that have the ability to jump levels, uh, and that's very frustrating, but it's all there. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's so, a very good one of these, by the way. So if you played Slay the Spire, if you played... Yes. Uh, what's the one I talked about two weeks ago? Um, uh, oh, Griftlands, those kinds of games. That's what this is. And yes. it's a it's a very good one of those. Although, again, stoner art. <laughs> it is a bit of stoner art, but I really appreciate the stoner art in in this game. Mm. Uh, they, they, this is really tied together really well. The, the art definitely fits in with the style... Uh, for what they're going for, and I think the the sound, you know, the sound is good. The music is good. It's a very polished uh, game, and it is currently twenty five dollars or thereabout on Steam. Uh, and I had a blast. I played this on. Uh, I played this on Steam, but I played it through the GeForce Now service that allows me to access my Steam library, and I played it actually on my iMac. Oh yeah, so, you can play it on. Uh, it's immediately of uh, a PC and Mac, and like it's great. I love right. when an early access game is like, "Hey, how about you want to play this on whatever computer you're on? Here you go, have it." Hey, you want to do it? And like I said, I was able to. I didn't actually play it natively on the Mac. I played it through that GeForce Now uh, experience, which mm-hmm. is like five dollars a month or something for the founders, is yeah. where I started it, yep. and been really pleased because I got I got fairly decent bandwidth. And I've been very pleased with what's going on. Sure. Um, as you go along the track, you'll uh, you will have to pick paths along the way. You'll have to choose whether you're going to try to uh, use those two options. You'll have a choice between uh, upgrading your armor or your magic. And usually uh, in one of those tracks will be uh, upgrading your characters. So you can uh, get rid of a few characters you don't like. You replace them. Uh, they, like the train stewards, they're yeah. real low level. Yeah. You want to get them out of there so you'll have a better opportunity of drawing uh, drawing something better. Yeah. So and this runs it's, it's roguelike. So you'll you'll be doing runs. So you'll go so far, and then your characters will all die, of course, and everything is dead. And you'll start with a whole brand new deck, and you'll have to start again in your next run to build your deck as you go along. Yeah, that's uh, the roguelike and, bit. And it's like uh, yeah, and yeah, go ahead. Very slay the spire. So, very slay the spire. I wish I, I wish I liked the art style more because I actually think animation and color in this are pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it looks better. Slay the Spire is the ugliest one of these, even though that's kind of the granddaddy of them all. It is really an ugly right. video game. But I don't know what it is with these these cards. And now Griftlands is spoiling me because Clay Entertainment doesn't make ugly video games. And so no, everything they else don't. seems they make everything ugly. look very good. Yeah, everything seems ugly in comparison, but that's probably just a me thing. I shouldn't well, be so I, yeah, I think it is because I, I think Shiny Shoe here has done a a decent job with this art. It doesn't bother me. I like this art. Actually, I kind of I like I said, I think it kind of fits in. Uh, with what they're going with, it's not distracting. It it feels like uh like a card game, like you would play in real life. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not overly complicated. It's easy to uh, to get in and play. Um, uh, is how hard is it to master? I felt like I was doing pretty good. As I, I felt like it was it was teaching me along the way. So, like I said, very polished game. I've really enjoyed this so far. Uh, monster train and as 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 you get you have boss fights every time uh the the that particular area is being fought and uh at the very end you'll have a boss who come in and he'll just he'll just rack up and every time he destroy he'll destroy a level or a lane in uh in your train yeah. as you go along yeah it is kind of cool that you're summoning minions as opposed to just using cards from an avatar yeah i do sort. like that i like that you like you get creature cards and you also get magic cards yeah uh, and you know enhancement cards and that kind of stuff. I like when I get to visit uh, the 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 uh, cousins, the cat cousins, the cat cousins. They are uh, they, you will meet them on your train ride to hell, mm-hmm. uh, and they will they will upgrade your equipment uh, at a cost as you collect uh, coins along the way. Sure. Uh, when you're fighting, by the way, 
a lots of times when you're when you're fighting, when the angels come along, there's kind of one of those cherub babies, mm-hmm. and he'll he'll end up la- landing on like uh, like lane three or something. And uh, if you don't destroy him pretty quickly, he will take half of your he will take half of your money. What a jerk! Yeah, Look at that. Overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna show the score off. Uh, currently, yeah. So it came out in May twenty first, twenty twenty. So back mm-hmm. in May, uh, it's still early access though, right? Am I have that right? I don't think it's early. Oh, access. You know what? I'm sorry. Release. It's just a full on out. It's game. Okay. Yeah. It's just a game. Now I got uh, it in early access, and I didn't have a chance to play it. Like I said, it didn't. I didn't want to play it until I could record it. And sure, stream sure. It. And so I, I did just that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, anyway, yeah, currently enjoying a both all reviews and recent reviews overwhelmingly positive. That's a rarity on Steam. Um, mm-hmm. So there's something to it. It's a cool game. I really like it a lot. Um, I think I'm spoiled like Riffle's well, art design. Like I said, it is fine. well polished and well balanced, and I never got frustrated. I just felt like I was being challenged without being overly challenged. And you can you can ramp up the challenge level as you go along because mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's there's little toggles and switches. You'll you'll enter into a certain area and you'll get to choose whether or not you want to make it a little more difficult. It gives the It'll give the uh, the opponent a little bit of a buff, but it will uh, it will uh, garner you more rewards. I like that so, a lot when they do that. Yeah, I do too. I, I like I said, I, I shot you a message on Discord. I, I really think you would like this one. This one's been a lot of fun. There's actually lately some really cool examples of giving players more control over their difficulty settings and doing it in a more real time mm-hmm. way. This is a good example. You just described the latest update and some previous updates in Breakpoint. Uh, the Ghost Recon game I mentioned in pre-show, uh, they added all kinds of features and functions that are all t- like these toggles. So it's like, do you want AI teammates or do you not want them? Right. Do you want right. this to be hard only in these few ways? Or do you want it to be hard in all these other ways? Do you want to do have, make this part easier, this part harder, have a combination of all this stuff? Do you want to be super realistic and have it be super hard and have the map not even work? Like, it's really, I love that. <laughs> you want the map to be broke. Well, not broken, That's but rough. like just not exist because you're in a world oh, okay. where you don't know where to go. So you don't, you don't get I like it's markers. even better if it would be broke. Like it'd be giving you the wrong directions <laughs> or something. That's even better. Right. That would really be hard. Right, right. That would be super hard. But, but I, I like yeah. that. Another one is um, uh, that really tailored the difficulty settings was Last of Us 2, which I didn't play, but everybody described to me these these settings for kind of just tailoring to your play style, how you wanted to play that game and more of that, please. I think that's, yeah, that's awesome. I'm given, down with this. Give players more control over that stuff and, you know, let us, let us tweak little bits of it, not just some big giant overarching normal. Yeah. Hard, yeah. Normal. Very hard. Yeah. It's like, give us more, give it's, us more granularity in the control of that. That'd be cool. Especially when you're playing like uh you know, screen to screen or you're playing like level to level. I mean, why not? Why not break it down that way? I mean, you're, you already got somebody who's making, you know, levels and maps at that time. Why not let them assign, you know, some kind of difficulty rating? Mm-hmm. It, it makes sense. It's, it's a good time to be a gamer. Why not in dead? Oh, indeed. Why not in dead? Indeed. Dead H2. Why not in dead? Uh, so check it out. That's uh, again, Monster Train. You've all, a lot of you have heard of this because this is a big hit on Steam. But if yeah, you haven't, it's, it's been, check it's it been out. doing very well. Uh, if you don't pick it up off on Steam, you can also grab the codes on uh, Green Man Gaming. Uh, which I think had the best deal at the time when I looked. Uh, oh, what was it? Is there any deal is uh, is the place I usually look for my deals to see if there is any deal. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, this was later last week. It could have changed since then, but is there any deal.com is a great place to go check out and look for a monster train. Also, I got those hours and how long to beat mm-hmm. from uh, how long to beat.com. Nice. How long does it take for Brian to beat it.com? Usually before. I skew towards the later end because <laughs> okay. they usually, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll usually list it as, you know, the main uh, plus extras. And then you have Brian. It's like, how yeah. long take Brian? Yeah. No, Brian. I'm with you. I'm with you. Brian.com. Yeah. Check it out. All right. Uh, <laughs> I have another game I picked up this week. This actually came also as a code, although I was surprised to get it because I was actually going to buy it. This sort of game is sort of a, a no brainer for me normally. Uh, so I picked up a game called Neon Abyss. I want this game. Neon Abyss. They end up sending me a code, I which I kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't you got the it. code. I did. Uh, VWOW or VWOW? VWOW? Is the VWOW? VWOW Games. I'm not sure how you say it. V-W-E-W-O. VWOW, I guess. Anyway, p- published by uh, Team 17, if that sounds familiar. They're the Worms yeah. people. Anyway, July 14th is when this came out, and it is currently listed on Steam at $19.99. It is a game in full release, no early access here. 
and it's a uh, eight bit retro looking roguelike. Yeah, that's right, baby. Uh, games I like a lot are fall into this category. Oh, we haven't talked about the sad news, dude. Have you heard oh, the no, sad news? No, what happened? Rogue Legacy got delayed by three weeks. It was what? supposed to be out like next week, and we have to wait like until middle or late August now. When you started, when you started with three, I was like, oh god, months, years, weeks. Oh, I was so shut up. I was depressed, <laughs> depressed. Anyway, it does suck. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm so suck. excited about Rogue Legacy too. I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm anyway, um, this is one of these uh, Fury Unleashed, which is probably the most recent example I can think of that's a lot like this of a kind of a yes. roguelike but run and gun, random levels. Uh, do the best you can. If you die, it's okay because you're going to earn some cash that you can spend and improve yourself before you go back out again. Again, it's just one, of, it's one of those. I'm right? looking at this in it. I like it. So is this like uh, thematically supposed to be like during the 80s of some sort? Or? No, but the look of it is definitely leaning into sort of a little cyberpunk, a little right. retro 80s kind of like there's there's some combinations there. Fury Unleashed is a game that's a lot like this that you and I have both talked about on the show uh, at length and a game I really like a lot. I think Fury Unleashed gameplay wise is one of the best of these. I agree. Um, and wait a minute. Are you using a, a cat gun? Yeah, you got a cat gun, and the cat gun is like a cat, but it fires in a whole bunch of directions. <laughs> but, it, but it's like a cat, but it's, it's not. <laughs> so it's, it's like it's like laser cats, right? It's a little it's, like a laser like, cat. Yeah, it's a very weird, yeah. obviously a very weird idea. But And, and you're flying around with a balloon? Yep, you got All these right. different abilities. Uh, it Okay, on the surface, art style, animation, um just the look and feel of it very cool all right very good weird ideas like cat guns totally fine no problem i'm all in tell me more about your cat gun game right i'm in however i'm here i'm the bearer of slightly bad news oh no don't say it i want to play this game so bad and i want it to be good part of the problem is i'm i'm super spoiled by this kind of game in some other games like i think fury unleashed Speaking of a game that's kind of ugly, kind of on purpose, but that's yeah, a very ugly is actually game. It's actually a very beautiful game in the art style that it chose. I that feel it like chose that, to do, yes. It's a it's a choice that they made, but they the choice is to make it look like stoner art. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so, so they were actually aiming for that rather than just defaulting to it, and there is a difference. Um, however... That game plays just it plays superior to this game. It's just a yeah, better I'm, one. I'm of looking these. at it now and it looks like I talk about these games. I talk about flow and I don't see this looks herky jerky. It doesn't look like there's a lot of. It's a little uh, herky jerky is a good word. Like, I, I would I would call it. I'm not sure herky jerky is the word I'd use, but I would call it stilted and and a little yeah, just the, the controls clunky. It's not as smooth. You don't feel like you could just like really nail it and then be really yeah. silky smooth Bill playing it. Um, <laughs> Real silky smooth Bill. My other problem yeah, is I, the, I, the sound I mean, of the guns. I mean, look at the character. His, his jumps are kind of are, are kind of a little bit too. Uh, they're just stilted. They're not, yeah, they're stilted, like you said. Yeah, yeah. listen to listen to this. Did big. Okay, that it's hard to tell, but the the laser the sound of the guns are just kind of weak. Just kind of pew, pew, right, pew. right. I don't know. I came away going. Wow, this could be amazing. This could be the best because visually, I just want to be in here. I just, I just right. love that. But it's got some problems, and it just feels like it's not quite cooked, even though it's a finished game. Uh, this right, is on. Right. I want to say this is on Switch as well. Might even be on the other consoles. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I think I think it's on everything because that's that's lots of times when I request a game code. Um, they give you I'll a list or whatever. Choose, I'll choose yeah. all the platforms because like whatever you want to give me because I have all these platforms and I can no, just, I just do it on whatever you I can want. pivot. I can pivot. Um, I, I think mileage may vary. Some people are going to play this and go, oh, yeah, totally, dude. This is my jam. And I'm not saying this is a bad game. I am purely comparing it to saying, all right, well, there are two of these newish run and gun yeah. roguelikes on the market right now. And the. And I just think Fury, Fury Unleashed is, is just superior. I just think it's a better game. Oh, my game. God. It is just the, the guns are so satisfying. Yeah. It's just it, a it's more just fun game. game. It's a more fun game. Yeah. So take that for what you will. The art style does really draw me in, and I will stick with it because I'm going to play some more of it. But uh, definitely something to check out. Again, that's and it's on. It's called Neon Abyss. Neon Abyss, A B Y S S, and is available on Steam, all other platforms as well. It looks like. And uh, As, it's uh, my, I'm reading the chat room and I'm seeing I think it's on Game Pass for Xbox. You got are you free? Oh right, it is. You're right. This? It is on Game Pass. I forgot. 
Uh, that's oh, not, excellent. That's I don't not have where to worry I'm. About it at all. Yeah, that's not where I'm playing it, but it is on there. Uh, they gave me a code to, for Steam, so let's. Might have fired up just to see how it goes. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, the thing's like 400 megabytes. It's like you know. Oh my god! No skin off your nose to give it a shot. And it's it, got, I don't know. My drive's pretty full. My drive is very full, but uh, I'm doing what I can to clear it out today. <laughs> I got. I really have. A, I've got a lot of crap installed, You're and I need to stop that, it. Baby. Uh, on core this week, I do another, we do another show. That's kind of an industry news show called core. I do it on Wednesday nights. And if you guys catch that show, you'll hear about my adventures and seeing how every 40 K game I own, every Warhammer 40 K game I own, how it holds up this week. Cause I went on a tear, dude. I played did them all. Really? Oh my gosh. I played old ones, new ones, middle ones, nice. bad ones, good ones. I just got on a I got on a on a tear, and it, for those people who read today's Fred and Can comic and went Emperor King, this sounds like a 40k thing. It's because I totally got inspired by 40k. That's exactly Silly where it came 40K. from. 40k. Hey, let me let me ask you a question. Go. Are you going to fire back uh, for a little tit for tat on core this week for the Boop Show? Come on. Yeah, I always I was talk talking about, about your talking about your other show. I talk about the Boop Show all the time on there. I know, I'm kidding. Yeah, and if you, <laughs> I just like I like that manufactured. Uh, you know, conflict. Yeah, made up conflict. Let me tell you something about Brian and I. We've known each other since 2005. I don't think we've ever had an actual conflict of any kind. Not, not even like an argument. Like we're no pals till we're dead. I guess. I guess. But when we we die, then it gets real bad. Oh man, that because then I'll go. I'll go to video game heaven. You'll be in video game hell, and then right taking the taking the hell train. Yeah, hell train to uh, Georgia. Exactly. All right, uh, Brian, let's now hear about a new game you've been playing called Radical Rabbit Stew, which I also got a key for but have not played it yet, so tell me what you think. Well, let me tell you what I think. I got this uh, code for the Switch. Uh, developer Pugstorm, uh, publisher sold out. This game released on July the 16th, 2020 this year. Uh, I, how long to beat? I don't know. It's a lot more than four hours, i tell you that. It wasn't on how long to beat yet. This is very early on of this game. Uh, only 16 bucks right now on Steam. And I, at first, I was kind of like, I don't know. I'm kind of interested in this, and I didn't think I was going to have fun. But, oh, my God, this top-down uh, 16-bit, so much. I, I just want to believe this was on at least one Sega console. This, it just feels like that. And, yeah, very, uh, you are, very SNES and Genesis era kind of looking thing, for sure. Right. Uh, so so what happens is uh, there's a space diner, right, as you do. Yeah, of course, and, always uh, a space it, diner, always. Yeah, and there's you know there's some uh, there's some different uh, space aliens who are who are like making uh, you know they're all chefs at this space diner and so for some reason the queen rabbit she's mad because she's being eaten carrots too this is all in the story I'm not making this up and uh, she she decides that she must do away with uh, with with this this uh, cafe is this you playing by the way I just want to clarify this is absolutely me playing okay. I'm fantastic anyway. Uh, <laughs> So they they kidnap all the chefs, and you are uh, the cleaning crew okay. of one. All right, uh, this little Smurf berry looking guy yeah. with a little chef hat. Someone asked in and the chat if it was if you were a Smurf in this. I guess you're. Not. Yeah, you're kind of a Smurf berry, and so uh, you you head out into the space and you try to find, uh, you you try to find the other cooks. You got to return them back, but you got, but on the way you got to battle these bunnies as you do, and how you do that is you are equipped with. Uh, spoons of great power and these spoons of great power allow you to knock the rabbits uh, in, from level to level into stew pots where they are then shot off into space all your levels are played in a a a space platform of some sort like okay. space grass but these are actual rabbits like these aren't like no they're alien just graphics rabbits. but okay right. yeah they're just graphics but yeah they're rabbits did that right, rabbit just take a shit what what happened What's he hat? did. So this this rabbit here is your mini boss. He's not your full boss. He's your mini boss. You might encounter halfway Ew. through your little your little levels here on Radical Rabbit Stew, uh, and he shoots out eggs out of his butt that hatches more rabbits. Which that's not how that works. Your, that doesn't work that way at all in real life. There's no such thing. You have to take your you have to take your wooden spoon and flap those eggs right back at him <laughs> and knock him knock him right in the butt. And that's how you defeat him yeah. once he takes enough damage. As you can see, he's telegraphing his jumps here by uh, lighting up the uh, the yeah. different panels where you have to run. 
Um, now, what, first, if like said, what if you don't? What if you don't hit those? Like this game? What, what happens What's if that? you don't hit those eggs? Do they explode? If you don't or? hit the eggs, they hatch, and then they turn into bunnies, and they start hopping around. If you run into them without hitting them first with your wooden spoon, yeah, uh, then you'll take damage. You usually start with two hearts, and as you go along, you can upgrade to more hearts. As well as as you go along, you'll find a longer path that you'll upgrade your spoons uh, from <laughs> not only just a wooden spoon, yeah. but also a spoon of great power that that it. It works on some of the larger bunnies who have already eaten too many carrots and have gotten fat and lazy. Okay. Uh, you'll need that later on. Okay. You can see here, I've, I've just picked up the spoon. Oh, here the is my silver spoon. Yeah, look at you, uh, Ricky yeah, Schroeder spoon. spoon. Sure. All right. Yeah, it's forged with organic rabbit tears. Okay. So the. <laughs> is that I like real? this game a lot, man. I played this game way more than I thought. I didn't think, I thought I was going to play this game for about five minutes because when I first started, it was like really simple teaching you how to play. Mm-hmm. And so it was like smack a rabbit goes into a stew pot. And I'm like, okay, that's stupid. And then, uh, then the next one's like sl- slap a rabbit. He'll hit a spring and then he'll go into the stew pot. And I'm like, oh my God. This is I so think dumb. this looks like fun. I need, I need to crack my code and do it. This looks great. Yeah. So, so after about, after about, you know, a couple of hours, I'm like, yeah, I like this game a lot. Yeah. Like look at these chain reactions. These chain reactions are awesome. Oh, the chain reactions are very satisfying. Now, as you go along, you'll get further on, and uh, there'll be some where it's almost nothing. But you know how you get on a real good tear in a Sonic game, and it's like you would just go running, yep. and you would just run forever. Yep. Yeah, you kind of get some of those occasionally. Like right here, I'm trying to catch. I'm trying, to, trying to get that, that blue coin. coin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got You got to. That's like the the side uh, the side quest in each of these levels. By the way, you go like 18 holes or something. So each level is kind of like a hole in like mini golf or something. Also, by the way, there's a level editor uh, where you can create uh, your own levels. I don't know how you can play it other than just create it and play it. I don't know if you can share it yet or anything like that, but I'm very interested in doing that. So this is, like I said, I've I've had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, you've sold sold me. I think it looks like a blast. I'm gonna totally play. It is this so game. much fun. I I love smacking the big fat sleeping bunnies because they don't move. Yeah. Uh, so you can take your time and you have to slap them. It's very puzzle based. So you'll end up slapping a bunny, and you'll realize, oh no, I shouldn't have done that because he just flew <laughs> off into space. Yeah. No, I get I get you because because you can't. Yeah. yeah they're the puzzle that part of the puzzle you've sent into space. And now there's no yeah. You can't you either. can't un you can't unring that rabbit. Yeah. So you have to come back. By the way, there's a big there's the mini bosses are fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a giant pug, uh, for too much longer, I believe. And, and he's, he is master of, uh, does he also lay tr- eggs or no, no eggs from the pug? He doesn't lay eggs. What he does is he controls a switchboard for trains, uh, in four different directions that you must avoid and, and, and then destroy as they pass by. Oh my Lord. He's a get- pug in a rabbit suit. Right. And it progressively gets harder with that train. Oh, here's the train now. Speaking of which, uh, <laughs> as you, as you knock each, uh, track track every time you knock a train you knock off a car okay. of the train okay and as you do the trains get faster okay and you just don't know how that stupid pug by the way the the pug storm is the name of the developer so i'm sure this is a, a nod to their uh to their name um but yeah as, as you as, as the more you do it the faster they get and the harder it gets but it's a lot of fun oh i didn't even mention the hook shot so you got hook shots later on too you get a spoon with like a hook shot on it and you can do all these fun little things Fun game. Though. That's I'm great. Enjoying it. That's great. That looks good to me. Uh, it's Radical Rabbit Stew available now. Came out on the 16th and is on Switch, Steam, and other places. My co- my code is for Steam. Yes, um, uh, I got mine on the Switch, and that I think that's the one. I think I requested just for the Switch because I thought this game was something that needed to be played. Yeah, it seems on the Switch. It seems rad. It seems like a perfect yeah. Switch game, actually. Now that you mentioned that. All right. Uh, oh, you know what? I want to hear just some of this action. Hold on. Let's just hear the sound here. Oh, you gotta hear the sound. It's got a great 16-bit jab. It job, does. Jab job going. It does. All right. Uh, quick note of uh, not a, a full review by any stretch, although I've talked about this game many times on the show before. Slothworks is the company. They make this game called... Um, what's the first part? I, have, I don't have the full title here. Hold on. It's Meteor... Crap. Meteor Fall. There it is. Meteor Fall colon Crummit's Tale. So there was an, there was an old mobile oh. game called uh, Meteor Fall. Not that old. A couple, couple years ago. There was this really fantastic little card battler thing on, on phones. And uh, recommended it highly at the time on whatever show I was on that I talked about. Um, but I really liked it. 
And they've been hard at work on this game called uh, Meteor Fall Crummet's Tale. It's kind of a follow-up to that, but it's a whole new kind of game type. And it showed up on Steam Early Access first. It is now entering, or it is exiting Early Access on the 23rd, so next week. Or no, is that this week? What time? What day is it? What day is it? You don't even know what show this is on. It's in three days, so that's before. this week. I'm sorry. In two days, three days, uh, Crummet's Tale comes out of Early Access. Um, I have it on Steam. I also am testing. They, they put me on their beta test for the phone version. So oh, that's coming to Android and iOS soon, although I don't know what the release date is for sure. Um, but I, it plays great on my phone. I'm having no problems with it. Anyway, it is a very, very cool game, and I just want to make sure people go at least give it a look. Um, I think it might be a little... I'm not sure about this. Is it cheaper before launch? It may not be. But anyway... Sometimes it'll be like 20% less on Steam especially. Yeah, yeah. So it's worth checking out, but it's this great... I don't even know what to call it. It's like a... It's kind of cards, but not really cards. It's You have to go see it to know what I'm talking about. I've talked about it before. Crummet's Tale. We've talked about it before, it. but not on this show, but on some show that's No, we've talked about that. We've talked was... about it on this okay, show for oh, sure. Oh, okay, yeah. right. Meteor Fall was on some other show forever ago. Oh, I, I, got, you, I got you. But this one we definitely talked about here. And um, what was I going to say? Oh, the art is some of my favorite stuff on there. It's reminiscent, I guess, a little bit of something like... Imagine... Okay, imagine um, Adventure Time but psycho <laughs> like just like kind well, of in that vein time is psycho yeah but more psycho like weirder even. okay it's even weirder yeah. than adventure time they've somehow done it i don't know how but they did it Odd. uh so highly recommend and it's it called uh crummet's tale crummet's tale uh meteor fall colon crummet's tale i'm sure it's just mostly people are referring to it as as crummet's tale but it's just got this great loop of gameplay again kind of a roguelike i suppose but I so, guess I, I'm I, really attracted to those kinds roguelikes of and roguelites. Yeah. They're so I almost even I've kind of gotten exhausted explaining it in those terms sometimes. I know like last week you asked me, well, it's kind of like a roguelike. I'm like, yeah, but it is. But I don't want to put that. You can say I don't it's put that label on it. Yeah, but you can. Uh, here's the thing. We've had to come up with a term because. Right. Like if you're going to call a shoot, you're going to say, oh, this is like a first person shooter. It, that doesn't bug you, right? To say that. That's kind of all you're doing know. is you're just giving it a, a right. subgenre name. But you know, but it's it's but you don't mention that, you know, uh, you don't mention like in a battle royale, you usually don't mention it's a first person shooter. I mean, you, you do sometimes, but I don't know. Well, you do if you if you're explaining Right. I mean, would you say Fortnite first person shooter battle royale? Well, I mean, would you say that? That's third person. So I would. I'd say third. Royale. So I'd say third person in that case. In that game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. True. Yeah. I think it yeah. just depends. Roguelike is a little more nebulous because it can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, unlike a first right. person shooter, which is literally a first person view shooter game. Um, but hell, I've described some shooters as it's a first person shooter with roguelike <laughs> elements. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Uh. I don't know how else to explain it, but it's one of those. I can tell you that it is one of those things, and I love those. So you'll get no, you'll get no schmoo schmoo from me on this. No schmoo schmoo. <laughs> I don't no know what that means. Uh, you also wanted to mention <laughs> it's, your it's schmoo like. We talked about your Mario Kart steering wheel. I had one more question about it though. Yeah. Does it? Have you tried it with any other uh, racing games besides that? Like any of the. It's hover? interesting. You should ask that. I yeah. did. Um, I I was waiting. I. I got the steering wheel. Yeah. I've been waiting a long time to third, get third party or, or, or first party steering wheel. No, this is the first party okay. steering wheel. Mario is this Nintendo officially licensed Nintendo thing and everything uh, specifically designed for Mario Kart. Um, and I, I waited a while to get Mario Kart because mm-hmm. I had so many other games I had to play when I got the switch and I just never got around to it. And I said, if I'm going to do it, I got to do it right. But yes, to answer your question, I have played other games before I got the game in and uh, I played asphalt and I am embarrassed to say that I played Asphalt, not because the game is bad, but because in order to uh, install a game, you have to agree to share your private information mm. on the Switch with uh, with the developers of Asphalt. Yeah. And uh, I did that. Something just fell off your wall. What was that? It did. That was scary. It's my Borderlands. Oh. My Borderlands poster. Um, <laughs> I just hung that up like before the show. Oh, okay. It was quite scary. Yeah. Scared me, but yeah, back, back to the uh, the the uh, the asphalt thing. I did. I I I gave my information away to install that game, 
And I didn't realize it at the time because I was just trying to click through. Well, when you say their then, information, what information do they get off your Switch? I, I don't know, but uh, uh, Nintendo sent me a thing later saying, oh, by the way, um, you agreed to uh, share your private uh, data with uh, with this company. And I was like, oh, well, man, like your, your, uh, how many trees you've plucked apples off in I Animal did. Crossing or what? Like. I don't know. Probably just probably just my name or something, or maybe my usage of yeah. of the of the game. I don't know, but I knew when it was free, I should know better. Nothing's free, and it just felt so stupid. I'm like, I was just so excited about my racing wheel, and I just wanted to play a game. I get you. And so I, I loaded it up, and it just I was just like, why? Yeah. Why, Brian? Yeah. Now I'm probably gonna receive like a million emails from this company. Probably. <laughs> You're probably on the some list now. You're screwed now. Well done. Right. But yeah, I'm having my steer well otherwise, and I'm really enjoying the okay. Mario Kart. I think it's, that's very cool. It's a lot of fun. That's very yeah. cool. There's a couple of games on Switch uh, that I use for driving that I wondered if it would even work for. Is it a Bluetooth thing? You could maybe make another No, absolutely work not. This is all uh, This is all analog, and everything is plugged, and cables, and like I said, and yeah. let's be for real, Scott. We've, we've had plenty of game accessories, and unless you have a location for certain things, you shouldn't even bother. I agree. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> Time to play Guess My Game, where we play a clip of a sound of a thing, and we try to guess what each other's game is. Sometimes they're old, sometimes they're new, and today, and sometimes I they're poo. This one is not new, but it's well. I mean, by <laughs> by the calendar date, it's old, but not old in like an ancient kind of old. Okay, uh, I'll tell you the year. It was 1999. This is going to give it away, but. Anyway, 1999. I'm going with 1999. It was game of the year. Uh, it might it might have been for me. I played the living hell out of this. So here it is. Enjoy. Familiar. What is this? Oh my god, I know this game. What is this? Wait till you hear a voice. There's a voice coming. I need some backup. I need some backup. Any ideas? Guesses yet? No. I'll give you another hand. But I mean, I've, I've definitely played this game, and I played this game a lot, and I cannot think of what it is. You, you probably I can't played, even get a visual on it. You've probably played this level. I probably have. That music. This thing is like burning my soul right now because I yeah. can feel it. All right. Uh, the game is. I, I don't know. I am I am lost on 1999's that Unreal Tournament. Oh, that is hilarious. That is great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unreal Tournament UT was one of my favorite things I ever played. 99. Really? Played the living shit out of it. Um, I mean, I played so much. Unreal Tournament. I had custom maps. I made my own maps. Me and friends would stay after work and play until midnight. Uh, playing land games. We had like this amazing that, that map right there. The recording you heard was from uh, Facing Worlds, which was this really famous, um, originally third party map, I think. And then they men- ended up making it more official. And then further versions of the game that always had a, a Facing Worlds map you could get. But right, um, just- I I didn't play the first one as much. I think I wasn't until like three before I really just really dove in and played a lot. I don't know. I was playing 99. I was playing something else, but oh. I remember playing it a few times, but no one was really into it at the time. We were playing something else. I, I couldn't get, I could not get enough of it. I mean, it was right. It was the same time as quake three. So maybe you were a quake three guy. Yeah, that's know. probably what I was doing. Yeah. There was, yeah, a, I was probably playing quake three. There was a real Coke Pepsi quality to that fight back in the day, yeah. and whatever brand you went with. But, um, it's pretty interesting all these years later to see where, Everybody thought then what would happen is the id tech would take over and everybody would right. use the id engines from then and forever and that was going to be the new business model for id and it flipped the other way. Like look at they're worth something like what is it now like 80 billion dollars epic is just yeah. on the on the backs of their engine work and of course Fortnite and you know stuff like that. Like they're just dis- they destroyed they did. Uh, those guys. I don't know if it's just. Round. I don't know if it's just Carmack left and they just lost their will to to innovate or something. Have you ever listened to like the? Uh, have you ever listened to the? Uh, what is it? What's the? What is the audio book? There's a real book too. Oh yeah, was, the book chronicled all that. The, the the gods of doom. What is it? The the oh shoot. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. But I've always meant to. And every time someone brings it up, I'm smack myself because I haven't read it. Yet. To it. It's, what is it called? Uh, something of doom. It was something. Oh. Masters of doom. 
Masters of Doom. That's it. And it is amazing. I had the audio book. I didn't. But is there, I, is there I, stuff in there about Tim Sweeney and about, about Unreal and uh, Epic and all that or no? I don't remember if they touched on that much, but they, they, they really talked about just all of their, you know, their, their good time parties and how the company developed and how, you know, what, what conflicts were here and the personalities of each of these creators. And it makes, you know, uh, it makes you realize why they didn't go further. I mean, yeah. because there, there was, uh, it was good. It was really good. It's really good. Listen. Yeah, I, I'd be really curious about that, but uh, I'll have to finally listen to it. Anyway, Unreal Tournament rules, and we should all be playing it now. All right, Brian. Scott. Uh, uh, let's play yours. Here's yours. Uh, any hints? This is uh, this is 2000. I'll give you a hint, too. 2007. Okay, 07. All right. Seven yeah, years, seven. seven and a half years after mine. Here we go. Play. You are on red. Okay, you're the boss. What's the plan? Line them up and knock them down. First blood. Oh. Never saw it coming. I'm being overrun. Hold on. Is this Unreal 3? It's Unreal Tournament Unreal 3. Th are you kidding me? <laughs> Unreal Tournament 3. You're freaking kidding I me. I tried to keep that down. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe you picked Unreal Tournament. I'm like, oh my God, what's the chances of that happening? Well, I just played this recently as well, just for funsies, to see how it was holding up over there. It's still available on the Epic Store. You can go play it um, for free. Uh, I remember, oh, I loved this version of that game too. It wasn't yeah, as good. Was... I'm telling you right now, the best one was, the original Unreal Tournament was groundbreaking. Unreal Agreed. Tournament 2004 added vehicle play and a bunch of other stuff. And that was all right, but the core game stayed roughly the same, and it was good. And there was also an Unreal Tournament 2003 the year before, which was not a huge jump. But then 4 was a giant jump. And then 7, 2007 would have been 3, this one. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty great, but it didn't... There was something missing. I couldn't ever put my finger on what was missing, but something was missing. But it was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that... It was like jaw-droppingly pretty. Yeah. Um, and like I said, this is my introduction to, uh, like I said, I played a little bit of Unreal Tournament 1 and just a little bit of those other things. Like I always kind of peeked in a little bit. But I was like, eh, this isn't me. I'm more of a quake guy. Yeah. Uh, but by, by the time 3 came around, I was like, all right, well, fine. You, I love Quake as well. Huge Quake guy. But there was something about the, like the weapons in Unreal Tournament, like the flat cannon, these like dual mm -hmm. use guns where you had a grenade on one mode and, and the other button would do the, the main shooting or whatever, like a shotgun. Like I love that kind of stuff. I thought they really did a great job. Yeah, of first person shooter, roguelike. Um. <laughs> I wish that game may be popular now if it had roguelike elements. But the, an, an amazing series. I'd love to see it come back. They were working on a brand new Unreal game before Fortnite took off, and I think, as far as I know, that's just stalled. Like there's just nothing right. happening with it. Would love it if they did a progression based shooter, something cool in the Unreal space. I would just love it. Love it, love it, love it. I don't know. They got all the money can't in the wait, world. I can't now. wait Just, to hear the audiobook of where Fortnite killed Epic. Uh, well, I didn't kill him. What do you mean? Not kill? yet. Oh, you mean killed all the stuff they did that they were working on, or or potentially you mean in the future that it's it's what undoes them? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Sometimes I, your greatest success is your greatest failure. Could be. You just don't know it. But yet. you could argue their greatest success is the longevity of their engine business, which continues to this yeah. day. So. I think even if fun, I mean, there's a lot of money in Fortnite, but if 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 Fortnite went away, the banana stand is kind of <laughs> is kind of their engine. I think there's always money in the banana stand. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, uh, well always done. Money in the banana hammock. Now this time for us to read this communication from a listener. This is an email from D Rich. Yo yo yo, I D Rich. Yo yo yo. He's D Rich. It's like a, it sounds like a D Rich. It sounds like a, a thing, and you'd spell. Uh, well, let's see. You don't have an S in there for a dollar sign. How would My you name do this? is D Rich, and I'm really rich. I'm right? D Rich, and I'm here to say oh, all no, you, you other players are, have Back to go up. away. What? That type of rapping style hasn't been popular since the Super Bowl shuffle during the <laughs> '80s. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Take some Xanax and get with it, brother. Yeah, you're right. Because today, okay, let's do one for today. Let's do. Um, it's a lot more mumbly now, rap. It's a lot more mumbly rap. You got to take a Xanax before you start rapping. This is everybody's. This is what you got to do. Zippa, 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 You know what they ought to do? No, you're still just doing the Super Bowl shuffle. You just, I am. You I am. It's all cool, Modi, and like all that. 
What I need is to get like you know who changed. You know who I feel me. like they changed or what changed rap the most like to to the style it is today. Uh, it's weird to give him this kind of credit, but I think Eminem was like the big changer, don't you think? Like the way oh, yeah, he, the way he would expensive. rhyme and like the rapid pace <laughs> and how he would do he would throw rhyming off like by the word he would rhyme with it would take you five stanzas to get to the to the other side of it. And right, because I mean spaghetti. Yeah, spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. Right. All right. Anyway, dear Scott and Brian, this is from D. Rich. In case no one else tells you, Crazy Climber Two just recently released on the Switch eShop. Thanks to Hamster Arcade Archives. Enjoy. Thanks for both of you and the great Boop Show. D. Rich. All right. I didn't know this. This email is actually a few weeks old, but I found it and I went, "Oh, wait a minute. We got to talk about this." I didn't even know there was a Crazy Climber Two. We talked about this. Did we talked about this. Yeah, we did because uh, my my uh, guess my game was Crazy Climber Two. Oh, that's right. It was a it was a release game that was it was a foreign release uh, at least foreign to the United States. But have we talked about his email before? I don't think we have. No, we have not talked about his email. We talked about the fact that you did not realize there was a Crazy Climber okay. Two. Okay, that's what it was. Um, yeah, there was a there was a Crazy Climber Two. It was a full arcade game that was in Japan. And right. not here, because we're not cool enough to get your cool sequel, no. Japan. Anyway, I love the first Crazy Climber so much that um, me missing this is really embarrassing. Came out in 1988. Yeah. I'm looking at, at some video right now. It looks like uh, probably... I'll see. Look at this. Climbing up the thing. You got the two Climbing joysticks. The ladders like some kind of... Yeah. Ladder wall climber. You got the window shutting on your hands. There's probably a well, bird. American about to... flag there. Is it, was, did they Americanize this? Oh what, yeah, they totally they now? totally did all this stuff. Yeah, of course. Now, now this lady, but yep, there's a butt uh, crack and a lady with her foot in the way. Oh, she doesn't actually do anything. All right, uh, night mission, <laughs> American girl. Anyway, oh, there's a girl in the window. Check this out. There's a chick in the window. Let's see what happens. I've never seen this. Can you go do anything with her? You like is this where you go get your COVID testing? Yeah, what do you? Oh, they look, they make out. Oh, nice! That is a crazy climber. Whoa, that's crazy! Oh, this guy's what, throwing was radios. That the, was that the goal, or was he, is he just trying to? Now this guy's throwing out jam, you know, those jam boxes there. <laughs> yeah, and, a, and an iron and a vacuum. And an, oh, an iron and vacuum. What is wrong with this guy? I don't and, know, but why are they hitting me? Because in the old game, stuff know. will hit he, you. Does Nothing. he live at every floor, or is there just like? Oh no! Watch out for that! Watch out for the clothesline! Yeah, watch out for the underwear! Oh! Oh no! There's a fanny's! Oh, oh my gosh! I almost got. I feel like this guy's got a cheat code on. He's just walking through stuff, but I don't know. yeah, he's, he hasn't got hit by anything. Is this supposed to be a distraction? What's yeah, it to be? it's very weird. But thank you, D Rich. Crazy climber two. D Rich is that's a good one. The D E E dash R I and then three symbols for sense. Right. D Rich. So we got some pound signs and some sense. Is that what we're saying? Humpty hump. I don't know. Humpty hump. <laughs> How does Humpty Hump rhyme? Why go ahead and tell us the Super Bowl shuffle again, Scott? I rem- I I kind of miss that old Run DMC style of rapping. What it was. I did too. It's un- it's unbelievable, inconceivable. Yeah, it's, it- it's tricky. Yep, to rock it up, what? Up, 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 up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was so- I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not Run DMC you're doing once again. Well, it's just the style, you know, the style of the time. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. I listened to Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack jump, Jack over, jump the over the candlestick thingy stick and run rock rhymes. Here's the thing: I used to watch yes. or I used to listen to those guys all the time. And run like well, not run like hell was the name of that album. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not run like hell. Run like no. hell is is a song by no by Pink Floyd. What am I thinking of? What was the name of the yeah, album? The really popular Run DMC album with My Adidas and, and My Adidas uh, walking on Two Fifth Street. Funky Fresh. Funky Fresh with the beat and the thing. Cold, of the, cold, cold, no, Cold on My Feet. Yeah. Right? Al- What's cold, the feet, album? Feet are cold. Better raising than, Hell is better what you Better than Hell. Of. Is it Raising Hell? Raising Hell is okay. what you're thinking of. I love that tape, dude. I played the hell out better of that tape. <laughs> and it was a tape, damn it. That I played that in the Beastie Boys original uh, License to Ill tape. Till License they, to Ill. Till my, Which till Eminem my later. Car ate him. Yeah. Uh, made an album cover. Also, by the way, the very best... Uh, uh, sorry, the very best Beastie Boys album is their second one, Paul's Boutique. Oh yeah, Paul's Boutique. Yeah, they're very good. That one, that one was a slow burn. It was, and it was also so different from their debut album that a lot of people like wrote it off. But I'm like, no, 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 no. This is this is them, dude. It's good. Yeah, this is the stuff. It's real good. All right, Eggman. Uh, that's it. We are done. Thanks for watching the show, everyone who came here live. 
And if you're at home and you're thinking, man, I'd sure like to tell these guys about a cool thing I know about, boopshow at gmail.com is the email address, boopshow at gmail.com. Or you can go to frogpants.com slash boop and get everything, including a little message uh, app thing right there. You can just send us that. Uh, find us on Twitter at Boop Show. Brian's at the Brian Dunaway. I'm at Scott Johnson. And uh, what did I say? At Boop Show. Yeah, that's where the show is. Uh, that's right. Uh, uh, I think that's everything. Brian, any uh, final words of wisdom for the folks before we go today? Race me, bro. Whoa. All right. Brian's ready for a race. Thank you all very much. We will see you next time right here on the Boop Show. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't like steam. I love steam. <laughs> <laughs>